Space, the thing we have to cross. These are the voyages of the USS Horizon. Its ongoing mission, to seek out new life. To swear it was on stun the whole time. And to boldly claim we can fix it. Welcome back, Terrible Warriors, to our second, or is it fifth, episode (laughs) in our Star Trek Adventures Living Campaign run-through. We are playing through The Displaced, the final episode in the first season of The Living Campaign. It's available at Modifius' website. You can play through it. We skipped over a couple of those episodes. Uh, the early days, uh, it was a little harder to follow exactly which order to play them in. So we just do whatever we wanted because we can do what we want. Uh, but anyways, go check that out. And maybe maybe if you play through that game, you can let us know how your story was different from ours because uh, we're messing around a lot. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm your GM, Justin Eacock, leading my Starfleet officers through this finale. They have arrived in the Candidate 3 system. They've been beaten up a bit by gravimetric displays. Time and space is falling apart before their eyes. And now a whole planet has just like unfolded in front of them. So, uh, yeah, reality has no meaning anymore. How are you feeling, Captain Schofield? <laughs> Welcome to the table. Uh, excited. Definitely uh, a sense of urgency here because, like, as you, as you said, the, the, the planet of that size is not supposed to be so close yeah, to an, an, M, an M class. So uh, it is it is immediately if there are people there or things we need to move, we need to get them off that planet now with a capital N because uh, that's. That's, uh, I mean, the last time you were there, it seemed to be only Assessor Tredic. Yeah. But who the hell knows, right? Who, who knows? Like, like, whatever. Or what if all the people we're trying to rescue is on this new huge planet that's just yeah. shown up? Like, it's not going to survive an M-class party slamming planet, into it. Party planets like, are coming <laughs> in like a fortnight. Yeah, just... <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, that's Connell Macbeth, greater known in the nerd community as Dr. Terawatt. Hello. Playing, playing Captain Gavin Schofield. Yeah, playing Captain Gavin Schofield. I would have loved it if oh you boy. Had through. It was like, oh boy, everybody, I'm your captain now. Oh boy, Oh no, the Kingdom Hearts Star Trek crossover no one asked for. Oh, no I do. No, I'm all over that shit. All right. <laughs> all over that shit is our Andorian science officer <laughs> or uh, chief medical officer back back, uh, back in medical bay where you belong. Yep. Neil T. Tattoos, Neil Tavares, who's totally into fandoms mixing up, uh, playing uh, Teth Chovaquil, lieutenant commander. And uh, our ship's counselor. Erica Sabo, playing uh, Vulcan counselor Tazar. And not on the horizon. We've got a couple other ships here in our fleet. Uh, leading up the USS Triton, an Akira class, is our Commander Haddock. Yep, back, back, not from the dead, but from the some somewhere else. <laughs> Section thirty-one. Section thirty-one. You know, you don't need to know about it. Uh, Joshua Barbo playing tail, Commander so. Connell Haddock with a K. Uh, the K stands for kill. People have already died. Well, they're not going to be the last. You know. Uh, whatever they were just they were just they were just there to make the scene feel serious. <laughs> made it sillier. One of these one of these ships, I hope, <laughs> oh, is not going to survive the end of this adventure. Oh, but we'll see. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, Rock, uh, paper, scissors. on the uh, on, yeah, on our right. intrepid class, the USS Papa Bear, you have Lieutenant Commander Bolasa, played by the Velvet Duke of the Dandies. And uh, when we last left off, and Assessor Tredic, you've come back. Please, I need you to help protect them all. I cannot transport you down and save them at the same time. Please help me. Uh, just as you were trying to coordinate with the other ships, this kaleidoscope of light and energy and stuff in front of you as your view screen tried to, the sensors, because the view screen isn't showing you like naked eye information it's taking sensor data and information and recreating and it, it, it like couldn't figure out what it was seeing so you got these like weird glitches on your monitor as all of a sudden like folding in in space like coming out like an origami uh this whole planet just materializes and is now in orbit of the m-class planet on candidate three that you were aiming for but in orbit being i mean they're going to crash into each other at those kinds of distances. The gravimetric, the tidal forces alone. Yeah, gravity has a fun way of working things out. Anyone who's operating sensors on any of their ships can attempt a reason and science task with a difficulty of zero on this newly arrived planet. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes, I will. Yes, you will, Flair, from, uh, from, your, from the Papa Bear. So uh, reason plus science... Uh, absolutely. And you can have an assist from your ship's sensors. 
Uh, yeah, I made both of them. You made both of them. So you get three successes. So uh, you get three moments. And it this planet shows up. It's a good thing with the, the, the Papa Bear. Uh, it, the planet is, in fact, Organ 3. Uh, and Organ 3 was visited some months ago by the USS Papa Bear on one of their own missions. Uh, this is actually a previous living campaign mission that we didn't do. We ended up skipping over. So I have a side oh, of the ship. Oh, damn. Organ 3 was being destroyed by alien technology and they uh, were able to relocate the beings who lived on Organ 3, a, a pre-warp society, to Organ 2 without their knowledge. They transported them while they were sleeping into other Papa identical uh, caves uh, nearby. They would just like wake up after the storms. But their planet was ripped apart geologically and was appeared on their screens to have been sucked into space, sucked in the same way it's realizing now the planet wasn't destroyed it was being moved. moved and it was being moved here oh crumbs and it only just arrived though so that that folding does not just fold space it folds time, it folds time yeah. uh, unless it's been other places unless it's been it's, somewhere it's hard, else <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell but just, um, how or why or now, those are all good questions, Yee. but is perhaps dwarfed by the question of what's going to happen to the system with a newly arrived massive planet. Organ 3 has sent catastrophic gravimetric waves into the Class M planet of Candidate 3. The ruins on the surface of the planet are being hammered, and you don't even need to roll for this to show up on your sensors, and in many places are collapsing. Uh, throughout the turmoil, you can roll another reason and science with a difficulty of one, assisted by ships and sensors, uh, to reveal some stuff about what's happening in the system. And I am going to spend some threat to create a complication. So the difficulty is now going to go up to two, uh, because uh, the gravimetric waves are rocking the ship and are licking it, and your your um, your science your your sensors are are are, are feeding quite a lot of just you know distortion and effects that are happening um so roll again or someone else from another ship want to get in on this yeah, yeah we got um, we have an, an advanced this. sensor suites here we got so advanced sensor suites so that we put in so why don't we get one of the members from your task force up onto the bridge so you're called up to the I bridge. sure am. Oh, yeah. So you arrive up to the bridge just as this is going on over science the other guy ship. Here. And uh, Lieutenant Commander Chovaquil, we need a hand. <laughs> so you got your science station at the back of the bridge already assigned to you and hooked up to the advanced sensor suites. Uh, reason plus science. Mm -hmm. And uh, Schofield, if you can roll me this for your ship's science plus sensors. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is a game where this is not a good it's thing. It's a difficulty of two, but your advanced sensors bring it to a difficulty of one. Okay, we the ship succeeded. We got a success from the ship, and you got one success. And yeah. you got and a complication. Got, oh, yeah. Okay. Complica oh, so you I still get the success. Natural You're still going to get the answer, uh, but the complication is going to be um, take another breach on your sensors. Oh, Jesus. Uh, because everything <laughs> is like overloading, and you got power conduits going off and EPS, and you put a little too much power into the sensors there and you just like blew a fuse oh. as it was going through. So it, like it. just bad. as you're going, <laughs> your your console like blows up in your face. That's okay. And you figure it out. <laughs> take, um, oh God. You take three stress damage oh. there, uh, Chovaquil, as you get blown across the bridge Ooh. from like you're there on the on the thing and you're 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 trying to scan the planet and, and scanning the, the power fluctuations and all of a sudden blue tendrils of electricity start moving up your board and like start frying you and <laughs> then blow you across the room. It's but a good not thing before, you're also a doctor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not man. before um uh, you got through the scanning because you still succeeded and you revealed and it shows up maybe captain on your screen by your chair uh, <laughs> that <laughs> the gravimetric disturbances are being slammed he, his sensors picked up um, a quartet of Romulan warbirds at the far edge of the system those same beams that are hitting your ship seem to be at the same frequency as their cloak so every time it hits them you get an echo shadow of the existence of their cloak and uh the uh, the disturbances are kind of canceling out the cloaking device. As long as they're in this system, their cloak is inoperable because the frequencies of these um, uh, disturbances are, are are at the same frequency that they use to maintain their cloak. So they're they're 
they're showing up on your sensors as these ripples are moving through. Oh, damn. Are they, are they even able to keep the cloak up? Because if no. my understanding is if they're cloaked, their shields are down. No, they're not. They're not able to. Uh, as they're coming into the system, yeah. <laughs> they're being rocked and their cloak comes off, their shields come up, and they're now showing up on your sensors. Uh, shields down, those things did a lot of damage. Yeah, they did yeah. do a lot of damage. And they did a lot of damage sure to them did. as well. So you have four Romulan warbirds at the far edge of the system. Um, that 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 Chovaquil picks up as he's scanning the disturbances and and the, uh, the, Good and the news planet. And bad news. <laughs> Good news about what we needed. Bad news. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go take a break. <laughs> so the um, other uh, Captain Knight over on the uh, Papa Bear yeah. uh, wants uh, to get the other commanding officers on the line. Uh, Fleet Captain. Uh, we need to figure out what we're doing here. The 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 disturbances and the eddies and the tides are also like splitting your ships apart. Mm-hmm. You're not 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 splitting your ships apart, but having you drift away from each other. Right. Uh, there, it's hard to keep a fixed position in space. You're like being caught up in these swells and eddies, and you're slowly being moved away from each other yeah. as your helmsmen are trying to. Um, uh, keep the ships under control and not also collide into each other in the process. Yeah. Um, not only are you dealing now with the bombardment of the waves and a massive planet that's appeared on your doorstep, but you now have Romulans uh, that you're racing against as well. Are those Romulans getting any closer? Uh, they are both, all four of them are en route to the Candidate 3 planet. Mm. The one that we were all on. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll defer to you, Captain, but if you want me to get in the way of those Romulans while you guys take care of business here, I'm happy to do it. Okay, so the the long and the short of it right now is that we have no idea what's on this new planet that just folded in, other than, well, no, that was the, the residence of that other uh, species that got moved off, and then this planet's now just shown up. So as far as we understand, this planet is uninhabited? Derelict? Uh, agreed. Okay. So we need to get down on ground. And then I believe that is the responsibility of your crew and your ship there, um, Bolasa. I need you guys to get down there and get to Assessor Tredic. Um, your ship, uh, Commander Haddock, Lieutenant Commander Haddock. No, no, Commander Haddock. Commander. Uh, Commander Haddock, your ship and mine, we're going to see if we can hold off the Romulans as long as we can through this mess. Because we do not have time on our side here. And if you need additional assistance teleporting people out or doing scans or something, let us know. Captain Knight speaks up. With due respect, Fleet Captain, the Triton can handle the Romulans. The Horizon needs to handle Organ 3. You have Organ the power three. of the ship, the, the new planet, the planet. that's oh, orbit. Fuck. We have a planet and the disturbances that are swirling energies all around the Tilakal planet that we're investigating. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the Horizon can do something about the disturbances and protect the ruins for the away mission to mm. prevent these two planets from destroying each other. Like try to find a way to stop the planets from colliding? You've got like that. that that's also a pressing matter as well. Maybe not just colliding, but the gravimetric disturbances that are emanating from both planets are interfering with each other. They could rip this system apart. There is and a... then it doesn't matter if we stop the Romulans. And it doesn't matter if could we find tell. out what Assessor Tretic is about. We need to make more time for everyone. Okay. There is a situation that happened not a few years back on on the Enterprise, where they had to power up the the the, the tractor beams to move up an line. asteroid. But, oh, and, and and I didn't know Galaxy Class could do that. Well, uh, like the, out of game, I was like, you it, can't move a planet. No, like, no, 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 you can't <laughs> move a planet, but you can buy time. It, you you might be able it. to, and and, and because we're not just dealing with the planet, we're also dealing with gravimetric energies that are emanating from both planets and colliding mm-hmm. into each other. And it might be like using you as an antenna to help redirect it safely out of the system, so they're not obliterating each other. I have a uh, wild idea, Jared Cherney. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Cherney, <laughs> like, engineering <laughs> team. Like you could head down to the engineering department right now and start brainstorming ideas with them. But but something that uh, that night is like we we we've got you know the the Triton. It's a capable ship, Captain. We need you to give our At people more time. At the very least, time. I can buy you time. If we go down to deal with the Tilakal and no one is handling these gravimetric disturbances, You're not gonna it doesn't long. matter. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a wild idea then. Um, let me know, like, like out of game if this is possible. Because um, you're, you're telling me that like the, the, the Galaxy-class ship should be able to at least buy them time or redirect some of the gravimetric uh, disturbances. Well, in, if, in the episode I'm thinking of, uh, they basically used 
all of their power mm-hmm. and blew out their tractor beam just to move an asteroid an inch. A little bit, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So this is a planet. I don't know that you'll have the means to do it even if you use every last ounce of power you have. What I'm thinking but... is if both our ships work in tandem, we might be able to redirect the gravimetric disturbances at the Romulan ships. Nice. Mm. I can give it a go. Um, Lieutenant Commander Teth Trovaquil, can you head on down to engineering as a scientist and see if this is possible? <laughs> I Absolutely, yeah. Get yourself bandaged up first. <laughs> like, yes. I do that on the way. Bandaged up on the way. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a hypo spray, just kind of shoves it into his neck. Good to go. <laughs> I want to give you a job and help me understand what job I can give you. Um, Counselor. That is a very good question, Captain. Because I want to include you and I'm trying to find a spot. You have. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me see your character sheet real quick. Yeah. If 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 uh, they're going down to the planet to talk yeah. to the people. You've got command and mm-hmm. you've got science and Maybe medicine send her all at four. Them. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should be sent down. His, uh, yes, we say, could we ship. send her to your ship? To I think go that might be a good idea to to talk with them. Yep. I okay, think. let's do that. They might need a counselor more than more than we do. Okay. Oh, so yeah, you're, you're going to be with Lassabo. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm right. fine with with doing so. You and you know, and you've met so. Tredek before. Yes. You've you've met the assessor. Yes, and so yes. it might be easier to have familiar faces. I think so. Absolutely, Captain Knight agrees. With all this gravimetric pressure, they're under a lot of shock. Oh, so, uh, uh, no. Tazar, you head down to the transporter mm. room to beam over to the um, Papa Bear, mm-hmm. and uh, Schofield and Ch- uh, uh, Chovaquil are heading down to engineering to Sounds talk good. with Chief, Chief Engineer Jared Cherney uh, and uh, work plan. Uh, and you leave, uh, you know, Stephen Prince on the bridge. He can he can move things around. You also, um, we've never used it yet. The horizon has the ability to do saucer separation. I don't know if you know. Yeah, you, I did. You, you, you I did notice that. that. <laughs> so you have a battle bridge, mm-hmm. and you have because I'm because I'm, you're not a trekkie, you might not remember all the details. Uh, the saucer and the star drive can act independently of each other as two separate ships. Um, you can the put, tractor like, beam is located specifically on the star drive. On, on the correct? star drive, and the star drive has the deflector beam, tractors, torpedoes. There's no torpedoes on the saucer section. The saucer section has sensors and the phaser array, yeah. and also the living quarters. So you would evacuate everyone from the star drive into the saucer section and put the star drive in more harm's way and have essential personnel only. And then the saucer section can move off and keep you know all the kids and families are on board a little bit more safer uh, i was going to say uh yeah, i was actually, in harm's way because i but, 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 <laughs> between the two recordings i was reading like saucer separation and i was like in the back of my head thinking like i wonder how i could use that uh for for this you're feeling like you don't I, have enough ships in this system right. Right. Uh, like, oh yeah we got four ships too doink. Like, what you got um i think that would uh, the, the saucer section also can't go to warp because warp really? drive is on the star drive section. Oh crap! The section just has high impulse. No, but we can at least send all of the less important Sub-light people on that thing only. and get them the heck away from all this trouble. Good move. Um, should okay. I'm just that's like, my advice like, as the doctor. Good idea. Yes. I'd like I to mean, not patch up civilians. It, okay. At the very least, it might be prudent to move people to the saucer section. Let's do that preemptively. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move all non-essential personnel into the saucer in the event that we need to detach. Right. We have we've got transporters, yeah. don't we, on the saucers? So like in the event that the uh, back half of the ship is put into immediate danger, we can immediately pull everybody off and just presumably. Although yeah. this remember gravimetric disturbances and transporter energy they don't like each other yeah so or you know they like each other too sometimes much. you might like we might let's get everyone you beam them back and they all just kind of beam into a single mass yeah uh, gross, gotta be careful like, like in the motion universe. picture all right so, uh, so if i'm understanding the plan you want both of our ships to work together on the planet problem and just and just redirect the gravimetric energies at the Romulans. Try to do two things at once. Yeah, like I think to redirect those gravimetric energies at the Romulans would the Triton, occupy the them. The Triton's got the right idea to head out and engage the Romulans. Okay, that you plan. go fight them. I'll deal with the gravimetric stuff and somehow. Then, uh, so there are <laughs> yeah. there are three scenes in I'll each pathway. Out how to stop a planet. We're gonna do uh, them each one scene luck. at a time, you know, the and usual. then go to the next path and do that scene. But understand that those scenes are happening concurrently with each other. So path one, engaging the Romulans, USS Triton. Now, uh, each of these players can can still participate in this scene. You can as... still be there. We can create support characters that are crew members of the Triton and, and can be there. Someone can be 
Carlton Flash Gordon. Yeah, Cor- the Carlton Flash Gordon, <laughs> uh, as well as if we need other like helmsmen uh, and things like that. In fact, uh, uh, do we want to very quickly what what positions would you like to be as a support character? This is not if you want to be something that's not science, not counselor. Uh, why okay. don't we let um, uh, Erica? Do you want to be uh, Commander Carlton Flash Gordon? Oof, I don't know. <laughs> do you want no to be? Do you want to be our helmsman? <laughs> Pardon? Do you want to be our helmsman, person flying the Triton? Sure. Let's go okay. for it. Do you want to be Flash Gordon? Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I could uh, see it in your eyes. My <laughs> my, uh, my friends call me Flash because sometimes I forget underwear. Uh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I'm going to He's a free you, baller. Um, oh. I'm, I'm handing you someone else's character sheet, but don't uh, worry so much about values and focuses. And ignore uh, the name. Those just, are different uh, characters. You're just, um, Steve. you're just using it for stats, Steve. so they're really quickly uh, work right. for, for a con officer. Sure. And so uh, what what's, uh, what is your con officer's name? Um, Steve Armstrong. It's not. That's not. That's, that, Steve yeah, Armstrong not, is was Brent's character. character. Oh. I just grabbed you someone else's character sheet just, just to, rather than create something from scratch, we're just going to repurpose it. Okay. So I'm asking you, what would you like the name to be? Hmm. <sighs> Anyone? Any suggestions? Any name? Doesn't have. We're gonna do this five more times, so Sandra. we don't need to spend a whole or lot of Richards. time on it. Did you just say Sandra or Richard? Sandra. Yeah. There we go. Sandra, Sandra Richards. Sandra, Sandra Richards. Richards. So I love there it. You go. <laughs> Lieutenant wonderful. Sandra Richards, Helms Helmsperson of the uh, of the Triton. Sorry, do you say Sandra Redshirt or Richard? Richard. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> With an yes. S. Everyone on, on your end. crew wears red shirts. Although, I, I, yeah, if you go down yeah, to the planet, sh- I want a red shirt that, that dies for no reason. Okay, down. well, then that's your, that's your <laughs> job. I'm not going down without okay, a so fight. You're, you're going to be chief officer. of security. You're chief so of good. security on the Triton. You'll be the tactical, tactical officer. officer. Uh, and your name is whatever you want it to be. And mm-hmm. I'm going to give you... Um, Schmorf. Schmorf. I'm going to give you this character Schmorf. sheet here that you can repurpose, and you can write a character name down. Like this is a good time guy. here. Those we, we, uh, cheat sheets I've given sure. you. None of us so actually ever remember his helmsman. name. He has a name, but none of us remember what his name is. He's... So who's the comms officer on the Triton? Steve Abel. Abel. Sounds Abel. Ensign Abel. Ensign Abel. On, 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 on comms. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go mess up some Romulan. They're sending their single smallest ship. To come fight me, <laughs> like, I'm almost insulted. It's four Romulan ships versus versus this boat. Yeah, but this this thing was built to fight Borg. That's true. Uh, this boat was built to fight Borg, so this is actually and also we're not advantage. the smallest ship. He's he's got yeah, the smallest. Yeah, that's the medium ship. ship. Actually, yes, no, that's correct. Uh, theirs is the theirs is yeah. the smallest science vessel. All right, I put uh, let's put our ship directly in the path of those Romulans. So as you're moving in, uh, some gravimetric waves are are hitting. They're damaging the warbirds. And uh, you know the, the, this kind of situation, you all got walloped as you came in, so it's it might be a more even match than you realize. Um, uh, and uh, uh, we have. I turn on my ablative armor because we have that. <laughs> oh, what we have a blade of armor oh, so damn. the whole ship like yeah. the outside kind of chink 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 oh, chink cool. and it's kind of like an armadillo bit oh of armor God. that kind of like slides out on top of oh shields. that's dope on top of shields we got a double layered hull basically oh, yeah. that's dope yeah i don't know what it does mechanically but we've got it so i turn it on that's dude that's it so works. fucking rad that's all that uh, commander could we uh scan for weaknesses See if how the gravimetric yeah, no, waves that's have not really something we can do. Oh, here I just need to find the uh, the warbird stats. So the um, we we only have the armor. We don't have any scanning ability. It says uh, rapid fire torpedoes. No, oh, adva- of... advanced sensor suites. Yeah, okay, it's one of the sure. Center. Let's do it. We got advanced sensor suites. I'm asking for permission to do it rather and, than and, can we do it? And fast targeting systems. So find it. the best place to target. Yeah. Captain's log, stardate, whatever. <laughs> These are the voyages of the USS Triton. It's one-shot mission to explode in str- near strange new worlds. Can I transfer off? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I would like a transfer effective immediately. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait to go down with this ship. That's going to be so much fun. Captain's log, supplemental. After a quick discussion with my fellow captains, we've agreed that the Triton... Will engage the Romulan warbirds while the Horizon attempts to channel most of the destructive energies away from the planet for as long as it can. And the uh, Papa Bear lands on the planet itself to lend aid to Assessor Tredic and to gather data and artifacts. 
While four to one odds are a bit steep, I'm confident that the Triton was built to take on such numbers alone. So we're going to give them a hell of a run. Our mission is to keep them away from both the Horizon and the Papa Bear for as long as we're able, at whatever cost. May fortune favor us today. Kapla, it is a good day to die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kapla. Kapla. We're going to earn that blood wine that uh, Captain Cool is waiting for. The Triton streaks away from the planets and moves into attack position to engage with the Romulan warbirds. The Romulans, in response, split off into two paired elements and will maneuver and try to outflank the Triton and overwhelm them with superior force and numbers. Hey, Ensign. Hail those, hail those Romulans. <laughs> hail those Romulans. <laughs> hail right. no. Tell, will... tell, tell them they need to surrender. Ensign Abel <laughs> hails those Romulans. So I have you, yeah, you try to hail them, mm-hmm. and uh, you get no response. All you're well, getting on your sensors is their weapons are powered up, their shields are raised. Well, and regardless of whether or not pattern. they're res- feeling responsive, send a message just on an open frequency telling them that if they don't surrender, they will all be destroyed. You got it, sir. Ensign Abel types in that Who message is on and the sends comms? it. Who's on the comms? Give me comms plus security. Okay. I got two successes. The ship assists. Okay. You, as you're trying to send out the captain's message, uh, you receive an encoded response oh. from one of the lead Romulan vessels. And it is deciphered as Starfleet intelligence. And it comes up onto Wait, your screen. What? Text only across your monitor. Friendly will render aid ASAP. Focus fire on wingman Sigmund. Hmm. Immediately flip that message to you. We have a Starfleet operative on board that ship. We, uh, I don't know. It seems we have a turncoat aboard one of their ships. I don't know. Do we trust it or is it a ruse? Well, there are people on the Triton who, on a previous living campaign mission that we never did may have encountered Sigmund when she was last seen flying off on one of her own runabout classes working for Starfleet Intelligence with goals to infiltrate the Romulan the Romulan those, Empire. Would those Romulan people Empire. be like my first and officer? And so your first officer, Flash, and maybe even our ensign here, like, holy shit, it's Sigmund! She's here! <laughs> Sigmund? <gasps> Whee! I haven't been on this ship long enough. Can we trust her? I mean, no, you can trust her about as much as you can trust Harry Mudd, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else um, are you gonna try? Uh, I, I would say in my experience that uh, you let her chaos play out against other people and everything's fine. Shoot that one last. Shoot that one last. Oh, we that. do get to yeah. shoot it, right? The Romulans are last right. approaching weapons fire. They're <laughs> going right. to open fire. Uh, we have fast targeting systems. Okay. So let's, uh, let's scan for weaknesses. Those. I would love yes, to scan for weaknesses. Please. Okay. So we're going to go turn for turn uh, very quickly. Everyone's going to get around. Okay. Um, and uh, so you get to decide in terms of initiative, like, because you can all work together as a team, who's going to go in what order. And ultimately, like, Captain, like, you're the captain on the Triton. So how do you want to go about this as as, we, as we're flying in towards? you got four warbirds. One of them might be friendly. And uh, and you've been asked to target the wingmen. So actually, let me. Uh, so they're like, they got, like, a diamond formation? Yeah, they've broken up into yeah. into two into pairs. Oh, into and pairs. And they're breaking out and trying to flank you and try and outmaneuver and get past you towards the planet. And specifically, which one had the uh, friendly on it? You don't know. Don't you got know. an encoder transmission from what they it seems to be coming oh. from one of the two headships. Not the wingman, the ones on the outside. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're targeting the outside ships first, but uh, weaknesses. Yeah. So can you just assign the order of... Scan for weaknesses. So scan for weaknesses. Okay. So uh, uh, that's one of your moves, right? uh, Yeah. Yeah. So So then after that, then I get to go. Okay. Uh, Assisted by sensors and security. Mm -hmm. Uh, I succeeded with both. And uh, what's the difficulty? Um, uh, it's difficulty three. Oh, yeah, so you need uh, so you need the ship, ship to, gets to, a... to jump in on that as well. Yep. For mm-hmm. a communication or a sensor slash sensor uh... security. Does not add anything useful. Okay, so you don't have enough successes Ooh, to meet that. Um, can I use a momentum? You can use a momentum spend to purchase an extra die. Then I will do that. I succeeded. Okay, great. Uh, 
so what happens with, uh, with, with that move? Uh, if I succeed, then the vessel's next attack before the end of the sensor operator's next turn, it gains piercing two quality. Uh-huh. So it makes it a more effective attack. Piercing two. When, when you attack. We so you've readied, you've readied the future move. Yes. Awesome. Really cool. When the so, ship attacks, right? It doesn't have correct. to be used yeah, yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, does the ship itself, uh, uh, you also get a move. Are you moving it in from this oh, yeah. zone into the next zone? Definitely. So you're now in there. And the um, you've moved into the center as the Romulans all move but Because in we're well. scanning for weaknesses, we can't fire before you get an action, right? That's how that works? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like you're like charging your action in Got advance. It. So the Romulans move in, and they are going to open fire. Bring it. Uh, they both miss. So nice. they, the the Romulans uh, they they fire and they glance off of your shields and your good job, you're, you're, you're all right. <laughs> uh, then yeah. uh, uh, back to back to you, back to the Triton. All right, let's uh, open fire. Who wants to open fire? I'll I guess fire that's, a weapon. Uh, yeah, open fire on the outside ships. Hell yeah. Control plus security. And roll for he the gets an ship. assist for the ship, yeah. Which would be, what, weapons plus security, I'm guessing. Ooh, I have only one success on my side. That's a critical Ooh. success. Oh, dang. So uh, as, as, as it goes in, I mean, their shields are glitching out. Their cloaking device seems to be working on part of the ship. And so their shields on this one ship isn't really activating because if it's a critical success, you also create an advantage. And so in this case, the gravimetric displays are playing haywire with their own cloaking device, as we described. And you get through a part where their shields broke because the cloak tried to activate, but then the cloak failed. Oh, crap. And so you just got like right through the gap in their armor, and it hits a critical part, and their engine goes out, and the ship starts to spin with only one nacelle working. Brock yells, and right yeah. into one of the other ships? <laughs> no, but it's completely disabled. Uh, Brock Samson's no <laughs> Brock yeah, Samson's like, cool. booyah, yeah. nailed him. Your sensors are showing ship one nice. power <laughs> on one of the three, That's of right. one of the four ships. Nice. Um, and it's not necessarily destroyed, but it's been it's been Thank disabled. Brothers, Can we move forward a zone as well? <laughs> yep. We get a movement. Yeah, yeah. So you now you're in close range with with I'm, with with the Romulans as with the, with the three ships, it. and uh, and they, uh, one of those other ships are going to. I gotta do better than I did last time. Oh, that's a couple of twos. Oh, that's a couple of twos. <laughs> so <laughs> with a success there with their disruptor banks, that's ten dice. <laughs> So I have six, seven, eight. Also, five, if it matters, that last attack we just did had, what was it, piercing two? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's eight. Two shields. And vicious one would only count if it caught through and caught breaches. I'd get to roll for additional damage to breaches. So so you take you take a, a yeah, you're taking, what did I say, eight? Did I say eight? You said eight. Eight, eight, eight to your shields. Shields are at fifty percent, and uh, uh, it's your it's your go. Kill them. <laughs> so you've already, you've already got three. So who's uh, next? So, so we've already had we've already had uh, uh, your, your sensors go. You've already had your. It was it uh, who rolled to the attack? He did. He, 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 Neil did. did. Yeah. So yeah. so we got we got three other uh, uh, moves still to do. You can still like fire from your station as well. Like that's fine, um, and you can as a commander. Do you have the commander uh, yeah, uh, commanding thing? Officer so commander so. officer, you have the ability to give turns to other players right. with your orders. I can then uh, act under order or something like that. Uh, yeah. As far um, as the, the restore, can I like fix things that are broken on the ship? Yep. Mm. Yep. Which okay. do we got anything nothing, broken? I mean, you you've taken some damage when you first arrived in the system, but you mm-hmm. haven't worked towards repairing them. Yeah, we've okay. got a couple of breaches. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um. But, but if uh, you want to say you're saying yeah. kill them, are you ordering or you want to give a direct command to your tactical officer to fire again? I'll fire again, Captain. Totally. Uh, well, we just took fifty percent damage to shields, but we're still doing. We're, just, we're still sitting pretty. So yeah, <gasps> all right. Up. Hit him again. <laughs> Hit him again. again. That worked really well. With pleasure. The other side got, ship. Two successes. Here to spend. Three successes. Three we successes. don't need that momentum. All right. Uh, so which one you're targeting the other no you're targeting the other stinky. wing ship the other wing ship the one that opened fire on you and um, <laughs> roll roll the damage from your phasers all right so two ones two twos and a pair of fives two four six 
eight. So you dealt eight damage plus two effects. Do you? Does the uh, phasers have? What does it say under its qualities? It says they have versatile two, area of spread, and medium range. Okay, cool. So the uh, uh, you you hit the shields of the wing ship as it's coming, and their shields drop. Uh, they, they they have no shields now on, on the, the second wing ship. So you've disabled one, you've lowered the shields on the other, as the uh, the, the, the third ship is now going to open fire on the Triton, and I rolled an 18 and a 10, so they both miss. Um, <laughs> they, uh, so once again, uh, the, yeah, and so the, uh, the, they glance off your shields. Uh, uh, even at 50%, you don't take any damage as they move around. Um, this continues... Uh, uh, this this back and forth. You're you're holding your own against the Romulans as we're going to move over to um, the other scene here. Ooh. Path two, the Papa Bear. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain's log supplemental. After a quick discussion with my fellow captains, we've agreed that while the Triton engages the Romulan warbirds and the Horizon attempts to channel most of the energies away from the planet. The Papa Bear will land on the planet itself to lend what aid we can to Assessor Tredic and gather what data and artifacts we are able. Uh, being the only ship capable of landing on the planet, there's no time to use shuttles, and the constant barrage of gravimetric interference makes transporters a little shaky at best. Um, you need to land the ship itself in order to render aid to Assessor Tredic. Um Furthermore, getting boots on the ground will keep the Romulans from taking any artifacts themselves should the Triton fail to keep them away from the planet. The Pop Bear enters orbit around the Tilakal planet and descends to the planet's surface. Now, we have characters playing support roles on different ships. Let's keep you doing your same support roles just to make things a little easier. So if you're the con officer on the Triton, you're the con officer on the Pop Bear. My support role is commanding officer so does that make yeah. me what captain knight uh, <laughs> you can be you can you can play the role of captain knight yeah, all right sure <laughs> captain yeah. knight. and so uh who is the con officer on the triton uh the the helm that, that was that was, you. That you was on the communications calm yeah. you were you were the pilot so erica yes. Yes. uh daring plus con with a difficulty daring. of two assisted by the ship's engines you need to actually land on the planet Yes, blue alert! You're bringing the okay, planet down onto planetfall. Gone. Ooh, blue alert! And so, her, her. captain calls blue alert, and all the lights on the bridge change blue, and the struts come out of the bottom of the ship, and you're bringing the planet to a landing. Oh, that's right. Her, this one can actually land actual on planets. character is on this ship, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, the counselor actually the is counselor, on the ship. Yes. So, how yeah. quaint! <laughs> hand over the character sheet to Connell. Okay. Okay. Connell's now the helmsman. Oh, what? On, on, on the this Wait, this because Connell or this Connell? To Connell Haddock. <laughs> okay. Connell Haddock, so that guy. Okay. Because yeah, you're right. Okay. The counselor is on the Papa Bear. Yeah, I'm like, can I be so, in two okay. places? Can I be right, two yeah, people? Right. Yeah, you're you're on. Um, two so so. Yes. Josh here. Josh will play the daring. You got it. Daring con. Oh, nice. Engines and con. Well, you got one. Uh, I got one. It's just a little sunk in. I thought it was a one. Uh, I'm going to spend threat, and I'm going to increase that to a difficulty of three. Well, well f- fine. Failing to succeed spend. will result in the ship taking a hard landing. We can su- survive a hard landing. Hey, you deal with your ship. I don't want this okay, ship fine. broken. Spending momentum. What? Another success. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. So the... Uh, <laughs> Just as getting the damage dice up, yeah. fine, puts it down. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the ship is being rolled by waves, but you've got a really good Helms officer there, and the uh, 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 as, as the ship, you're trying to get it, the, the struts come out the bottom, and, and you make a landing uh, on, like, one of the more open areas of the ruins, and... Um, uh, and you hear like the whole ship goo, as the auto uh, the uh, the artificial gravity kind of turns off to acclimate to the ship's to the to the actual planet gravity and the whole like the inertial dampeners kind of break and you're feeling natural gravity inside the ship and like daylight coming through the the, the surface of the top of the of the, of the bridge and and you've successfully brought the Papa Bear into a landing on the uh, on the planet but the planet Good is planet. like quaking and uh, and up in the sky is Oregon three. Moving ever closer, heating up in the atmosphere, red flames and everything as the atmospheres themselves are starting to pressurize and burn. Um, and uh, who's on the away team? We've got Elasa and uh, Tazar. And and we will need a security uh, complement. 
Yep. Um, so that we can do our work without distractions okay. slash yeah. phasers. Okay. That would be. I handy. have more than one. Uh, where to go? Here it is. So we've got. Um, who Who would like to help be security on the away team? I'll be, I'll be the security. Because you got the, the sheet. Okay, so you've already got yeah. one sheet. And who would like to be the other security on the away team? We're going to take two security Connell. people. Connell? Yeah, you got one. All right, yeah, I'm also going to give you my other Stephen Prince character sheet. So you, can, <laughs> you can rename that something else. Uh, so um, let's name our red shirts. Am I going to use this other one? Yeah. Uh, how about my red shirt's a Vulcan? A Vulcan? What's yeah. your name? Uh, it's a girl, Xena. Xena? <laughs> Yeah. Nice warrior. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's like Z apostrophe N A. Yes, that's yeah. what Zana? I was thinking. Zana. Zana. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So you're Zana, Zana. And, and and who are you? You want to just be like Jeff? Officer Schmabel. Officer Jeff Schmabel. <laughs> Jeffrey Schmabel. Jeffrey Schmabel. Uh, and you're both non-cons. You don't have pips. Uh, you're non-commissioned officers. You just serve on the ship. You never went to the academy. Um, and uh, so uh, do you, you can also spend momentum or threat to escalate and go down with assault rifles uh, or type three phasers or uh, or you're all just going to be equipped with type three uh, I'm going to give you some threat and uh, get those type three. Type three. Type three. Type three. It's a threat three. per. No, that's just a one. No, 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 no that's fine. <laughs> you're a hoarder. You don't scare me. So you're equipped. With... Yeah, he, he, he collects them and he oh, doesn't spend oh them. So, so you're yeah. equipped with. You understand he's going to spend them all on me. You you're, keep fucking. You're equipped with type three phasers. It makes sense. You're fighting a planet. And, uh, it's true. You just walk off the the, the ramp out the back of the ship uh, down onto the planet's surface. Um, Wise choice. Thank you, Zena. You remember the main hypostyle hall in the emitter array where yeah. you first encountered, or last encountered, Assessor Tredic. A logical um, choice. And that would be a logical, a logical place choice. To, to head to. The skies are filled with strange clouds and occasional streaks of meteorite or debris burning up in the atmosphere. The ground shakes from time to time in reaction to gravimetric waves striking the planet. And in the distance, tall pillars of stone shudder and topple to the ground. Uh, as you are approaching the damaged hypostyle hull, faint streaks of glowing blue energy coursing up and down the pillars along the wall, you see Assessor Tredek's tall frame rushing towards you. Assessor. There is no time. Please help, help. He's waving in, so you know, for you to go yeah. as everything go. around you has just started to like, just crumble yes. to dust. As as the planet up above is starting to fill like the view in the sky, Tazar, if you can uh, help Assessor in whatever way, and we'll support Absolutely. you. Absolutely, Assessor. What can we do? How can he's we help just, you? He's not really talking. He's muttering to himself, but he's muttering in multiple languages. Your mm. a universal translator can't keep up with all the languages and that kind of speed. Many of the languages it's never heard before, but also some of those languages keep like intermittently becoming telepathic as well, mm. moving in and out of different. And some of them are your own like native language playing out and you're hearing it in Bajoran, you're hearing it in Vulcan and, 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 and you just can speak moving. Uh, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I do have a focus in linguistics. Yeah. So you can, you can understand Me most too. of these, but even with a good. focus in linguistics, you're still hearing sounds here. and languages that you've it's just never a jumble. And he's okay. just saying, there's no time. There's no time. We must hurry. We must hurry. Okay. And the few words that you hear coming through. Um, Sometimes actions speak louder than words. So I think at this point, and actually having the linguistic skills going to help because the, the universal translator is like, it can't keep up fast okay. enough as it's constantly having to skip between <clears throat> languages, some changing mid-sentence. Okay. Um, Autocorrect is not working out. Yeah. No. <laughs> we Should must we continue rush. To we must get them to safety. We must get them to safety. Get who to safety? Ashtamala? There's just no time. There's just no time as he's just marching towards so, the hypostyle hall. Does this have anything to do with the transmission? That we had seen previously. Oh, there's just not enough time. I can't explain this all. We have to get them to safety. Okay. Okay. There's no time. Really we wants. understand. But and he's saying, what and, it's to so, do. and it's in your mind now. Safety, 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 safety. Just yeah. in your head. Repeating. I think. I think there's a point where we just have to follow, follow assessor's actions. What's going on? Yeah. In this. So if you, not when, then where? You work your way there down the long hallway that you first entered into the hall, into the hypostyle hall. Uh, and you pass through three sections. The walls are glowing with a solid gold color mm -hmm. uh, as, as energy continues to pulse around you. There's this unusual hum in the air as you pass through these sections. Um, 
Lhasa, you're the most scientifically minded out of our uh, of our people on this away team. So using your tricorder, you could scan these sections before you walk through them. It's a difficulty of two, and it can be reason science or reason engineering. Also, the Stephen Prince clones. I'm going to go reason and science. That makes the most sense. Difficulty of two, though, if anyone would like to assist with their tricorders. Can I assist? Mm-hmm. Uh, quite easily. Okay, easily. You're walking down these hallways, and every time you feel that hum and that energy, you're being transported into another hallway. And they all look like the same hallways, but every time you walk into a new section, you're moving into a different location as you continue to move down these hallways. Uh, in fact, your interference on your tricorder, you're losing your location on the planet every time you move into a different section, and you feel this hum, this like, uh, like static on your hair, and you you're being moved. You're teleporting as you're going through. Um, and uh, Which is this? <laughs> the Most energy disruption. Every time you move through, by the third section, you can no longer determine where on the planet you are or how far you are from the Papa Bear. All this time, Tredic staying in front of you, muttering, there's no time. We have to get them to safety. We're not moving in a linear fashion. From the Papa Bear, can I initiate a scan to try to locate their position? So from the Papa Bear, Captain Knight, um, you're tracking your away team as they enter into the hypostyle hall, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're 10 kilometers away, and then you lose them. Oh, well. They're, they're, <laughs> they're out of sensor range. <laughs> they're well, gone. And maybe you were trying to keep open comms channel, but the minute they entered the hypostyle hall, <laughs> static took over. Mm -hmm. And now you're just like... I guess we'll wait for them then. This is mm -hmm. fine. These uh, bonus successes generate <laughs> momentum for us, though, right? Everything's uh, on fire. This is fine. Everything's fine. fine. Although, there you go. how many bonus successes did you get? They got four successes, and you said it was difficulty two. So. Yeah. So there you go. So four that, successes. They yeah, get... we're good. Okay, we're okay, good. fair enough. Um, good memory. <laughs> as you He's turn out things. the fifth hallway, your fifth time transporting to wherever you are, Tredic leads you out into open air. You see a raised platform with a ruined pentagonal entrance to their right, along with several pentagonal obelisks in front of them with various stone spires tall in the distance. On the platform is a two-meter-wide stone pentagon with blue energies coursing along its surface. You've seen this before. Any of the engineers or technically inclined players will immediately note some of its form is of a holographic transmitter. It's the same kind of thing that you saw before. Right. Okay. Uh, being powered from an unseen source. There's a flickering image of a tall humanoid alien female clad in a form-fitting dress with what appears to be wings on its back and a, and a small there. sweeping tiara clasping to the back of its head. Oh, that person she has dark, short hair, and the most striking features of her face are her wide-open eyes that are solid blue with no evidence of an iris or pupil. This is Ashtamalia, who you encountered last time you were here. But it's muted. There's no audio. And it appears to be a recording playing on loop of the portion of the transmission you had seen before. Mm -hmm. There's no audio. Tredek waves his weird-looking hands in the direction of the transmitter. That has been damaged from gravimetric storms, but it is not what I want to show you. Mm -hmm. He indicates to the ruined pentagonal passage in front that leads towards a long corridor slanting down into the planet's surface. This is where I need your aid. Up in the horizon. Yay! Oh boy. <laughs> oh <Aww>, fuck. <laughs> so this is gonna be focused on techno babble, I warn you. Sweet. These two are I'm down for it. Got a few questions before we continue. <clears throat> and I hate to do this to you. because uh, I have had two ideas since we've been doing other things. How far is this other planet to the M class planet that everyone's on? It is in orbit and disintegrating. Jesus Christ. How large is it? Is it larger than the M class? It's larger than the M class. Oh, you know. It's like a super. Um, but it's in orbit. It will. It it appeared in orbit, but it's not going to sustain its orbit. I'm okay, sure it's own orbit. This like is, this is high orbit. This, I imagine this setup is happening right now. Really, the M class orbit's in its orbit more than the, anything the else. The horizon is uh, attempting to either deflect Organ Three or just enough to keep from crashing into the Tilakal planet, or redirecting enough of the gravimetric disturbances away from the Tilakal planet to allow the Papa Bear enough time to help Tredic and gather priceless data and artifacts. Okay, the we're going to buy time. The Horizon is the largest, most powerful vessel, is best designed to deal with powerful gravimetric and tetrionic energies that are swirling around both the Class M planet and Organ 3. 
Okay, Captain's Log Supplemental. After a quick discussion with my fellow captains, we've agreed that the uh-huh. Papa Bear will land on the planet to assist Assessor Tredic and gather data and artifacts, uh, what data and artifacts they can. We'll move the horizon into orbit of the Telecall planet and attempt to channel most of the destructive energies away from the planet for as long as possible. The Triton, meanwhile, will move to engage the Romulan Warbirds to buy us a little more time. Godspeed to all of us. <laughs> so... This is all happening when all three of you broke off. So the Papa Bear is now making landfall onto the planet and the Triton is going off to engage with the Romulans. And this oh, is at geez. this time, you are now moving face with the major quandary of somehow delaying Organ 3 from slamming into the Tilakal planet long enough for the Papa Bear and their crew to complete their mission. If I survive, I all, want the nickname Atlas. Ultimately, you may <laughs> choose on focusing on deflecting as much of the gravitational energy waves from the planet as possible. Keep the planet from being torn apart. So you got a couple of, like, there's no real answer to this other than a lot of big problems. So yep. you've got a couple so, of ideas here yeah. you want to work Admiral, with. Because um, well, I, don't, I don't know if any of my ideas, though, are going to conflict with what you've written down again. So I'm just going to run I'm just, them by I'm you. Run, I'm um, I imagine that, like, the blast from detonating the back half of the ship's warp core into the planet would also hit the M-class planet because we're too close. Because I'm thinking an explosion of that magnitude might delay or push away uh, a celestial body of that size. Yeah, it might also ignite the atmosphere. But it also might ignite the atmosphere on the planet that it's currently next to, so it's too close is the answer to that question. Um, so not deflecting. You might not be able to it. prevent it. It's all about just... Yeah, it's just buying time at this point. Our tractor beam might it. not be strong oh, enough. Oh, it's, it's, all of it's not at all strong enough. All of you can be here as members of the engineering um, team and just talking and brainstorming with the captain. The, the, the tractor beam is, is 100% not going to be enough. Uh, the other idea I had was breaking off the back half of the ship and literally just putting it against the planet and then running the engines at full and seeing <laughs> oh, if it can just hold I feel like that's a really wanted to bad point out that, that idea. sounds like a very that poor idea. Desperate. Organ I don't know. 3 is already showing signs of instability uh, and he brings up on the screen an engineering of its unexpected journey. There's already signs of it tearing itself from the inside out oh, so the geez. integrity of the planet is already weakened so we're not up moving in a whole planet this thing has already been wrecked uh so hmm. moving it might only exacerbate and break things up well just holding it using the engines literally like put engines yeah. on that planet and hold it Can in place as much as you could science task sure. with with our own yeah. kind of thing reason and science Difficulty zero. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, one success, one failure. Okay, so take t- so, so, so that's all right. So take uh, so instead of take you won't take any momentum. I'm just going to give you an answer here. Tilakal planet has approximately three hours. Physics being what they are, there's no real way for the uh, horizon to generate enough energy to alter its course. Um, no. And organ three will crash into Tilakal into the Tilakal planet in three hours. Um, and that's tr- and it's like physics being what they the are. We need to change the laws of physics. Well, and that's the thing is that <laughs> even if I do somehow manage to slow the movement of the larger planet, the smaller planet's still going to get pulled into its gravitational field and crash into it anyway. So, shit. Uh, the best thing we could do then is just try to divert any of the gravimetric disturbance we away could. from the M-class and buy them time. We could redirect some of those tidal forces through our own deflectors which is what the they're planet. for, and redirect it away from both of the planets just out into space. And if we can, we do, can that, do that, that might stop the more destructive... I don't know. No one's ever done that before. It's certainly <laughs> we, really we no. Romulan. Well, we've got a we ship out there the right ship. now. That's with the Romulans. I don't want to destroy him. Maybe we could they use owe the me ship as credits. like a dam, just <laughs> holding back the worst of it. Okay. Let's give it a go. Let's do that. Are um, we literally putting the ship in between the two planets that are both generating gravitation. <laughs> and try to do what we can the to hold them can. both yeah. off. Cherny, Cherny's there talking with one of the other engineers like about maybe moving the angle of the shields into such a way so that it can shunt the tidal forces and we could move it into our buzzard collectors and maybe redirect the tidal stresses. It's just forms of energy, really. Yep. And we could yeah. redirect that energy through the ship's hull towards the deflector dish and then vent it back out another direction. You think this old girl can take that kind of pressure? I mean, if we don't, everyone else is dead. It's worth yeah. a go. All right. It's better than nothing. Um, Move all, ascent, move all non-essential uh, personnel into the disc, uh, just in the event 
that we need to make a separation, get everybody else prepared for emergencies. We should probably get them. If we're going in between those two planets and putting yeah. us right in the path of that thing. We can't put them on shuttles and get them out there because the they, they will get destroyed. We should split before we go in the middle of the them. Quill, medical staff will need to be ready to provide radiation treatment for the crew <laughs> as this is happening. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Cherny is saying it's a very likely that the deflector dish will probably be destroyed in this attempt. Is the deflector dish on the back or the it's front the, half? It's right? that big dish at the front of the ship, the big blue dish. That's at the very this. front, just That's underneath. That's there. Okay, it so it's not on the disc. To, like, move it's debris the... out of the way as you're moving through space. Okay, so do we want to then separate and send that in to do the heavy lifting and leave the disc sort of out of the way That's in the I event that the just to just to keep this few people in harm's way as possible? I mean, if, if we... things go to hell, we will not have the ability to separate and get them out of harm's way. You may as well they'll separate be... them now. Okay. Yeah. They'll be in harm's way. So I haven't said this yet so far as captain of this ship. So I'm going to say it now. Make it so. <laughs> who, who are you going to leave in command of the saucer section and the civilian and non-essential personnel? I'll leave Prince. So Stephen Prince in command, and then you'll be taking the battle bridge and uh, and engineering with the star drive to turn the star drive into some kind of stopper. <laughs> yep. Between two crashing Got to turn the back half of this ship into some kind of dam to hold off the massive gravi- gravimetric energies that are being put off. All right. As best we can. Let's should, do this. Should you fail, the Papa Bear will likely fail as well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> should we fail, the Papa Bear will likely be crushed. Back yep. to the Triton. Actually, that's a good point. To yeah. end this episode, uh, we'll do we do we rolls or, or no? That was nope. just setting okay. up uh, uh, assignments and 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 having your plan. The rolls right. are going to come in the second scene when you actually execute the plan. You just had to tell me what you were planning to do. So that's just a, oh, a whole lot of setup. We've got uh, Tredek arriving to this platform. Don't pay attention to the hologram of this woman. This is the real problem. It's rubble. The, t- the Triton engaging, holding their own against the Romulans, but do they have an ally working for the other side? And the Horizon being like, sure, this is fine. We'll just put ourselves between two planets. What's the worst that can happen? Mm. Come back next week for our next episode of our finale run through the living campaign. Three ships for the price of one. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to make it out of this. Uh, we'll find out for sure. I'm your game master, Justin Eacock, running us through this game, surrounded by my intrepid Starfleet officers, our captain of the horizon. Uh, Connell Macbeth, better known in the nerd community as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Terawatt, playing Captain Gavin Schofield. Our chief medical officer, getting his radiation medicine ready. <laughs> Neil Tavares of Neil T. Tattoos, playing Teth Chobaquil. You're going to be busy as yep, soon as this plan sure starts. Am. Our counselor standing back on the surface of a planet. She didn't realize she was going to be back at so soon. Mm. Erica Sabo. I am playing Vulcan counselor. Tazar, live long and prosper. The Triton just in fight, just fighting it out all and by itself. And we're winning. And we're winning. <laughs> uh, Joshua Barbo playing Com- uh, Commander Connell Haddock, hoping for that promotion. Or he's either going to get a promotion or die trying. He's going to die trying. And also on the planet with our counselor. Science officer, Lieutenant Commander Bo Lassa, played by the Velvet Duke of the Dandies. We'll be back next week for the next episode in our living campaign finale. Right here on the Terrible Warriors. Until then, bye. 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 The Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Tuesday, and next week it's the third chapter in our final run-through of the Star Trek Adventures Living Campaign. A whole lot of things are happening at the exact same time, and oh, I think it's one of our most action-packed episodes we've ever recorded. To stay up to date on the show and the games we've got ready as we wrap up our season, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DiceWarriors. And if you'll indulge me for just one moment, I want to tell you that we've teamed up with the Stormcrow Manor in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. If you're in the city, you should be booking a game with their DM and Dine program. You'll get a full meal and time with your friends to have a game run by me or any of the other members of the DM and Dine roster. To find out more, visit dmdineto.com. Of course, this podcast is possible because of Patreon supporters 
Those supporters gain access to some exclusive debrief episodes that we record every campaign, postcards that we send in the mail, and of course, private games that we run every month. We are a few weeks into an ongoing Ravenloft campaign and Scion campaign that we've been running, and it's been really cool. Uh, we're going to record some game reports for you so you can find out about that, as well as a very epic masks story that we ran through. It's... Ah, oh, you're missing out. So think about it. If you'd like to support us in that way, head over to patreon.com slash terriblewarriors and sign up for the private game that we'll run with you next month. Star Trek Adventures is published by Modifius Entertainment and The Displaced, the campaign we're playing, was written by Jim Johnson. And today's Terrible Warriors and your Starfleet officers racing against time to stop a planet from crashing into another planet. Is that, can they even do that? Connell Macbeth, Joshua Barbo, Velvet Duke, Erica Sabo, Neil Tavares. With Game Master Justin Eacock, we will see you back here next week. Right here on the Terrible Warriors.